Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And conference football season begins for the mighty Sun Devils, the 24th ranked Arizona State Sun Devils. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that ranking, but uh, they're 3-0, and and that's better than either one of us had projected going into conference play, so... Uh, and certainly better than we thought, you know, a week ago right now when we were talking. You are almost the quintessential uh, person who Doug Heiler talked about in his article about ASU fans having an awkward relationship with being ranked. Yeah, I mean, in a sense. I, I, I will say this. I'm not, I'm not, like, you know, afraid to be ranked. Uh, I don't, you know, you and I have discussed this many times with football and basketball that, Sometimes there's this mentality among ASU fans of like being almost afraid of too much success. I'm not. Bring on the success. I'm just not sure we deserve it at this point. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad we beat Michigan State, but uh, if you hooked me up to a lie detector and said, "Are we one of the top 25 teams in the country?" I don't think so. Uh, I would. Uh, I would answer no, and I would pass that lie detector test. But the question really becomes: Are we one of the top? two defenses in the conference because that's all that's going to matter now. Sure. Um, sure. Um, you know, ASU some about that this week. ASU's allowed only 303 yards and obviously they've allowed only a touchdown in each of the first three games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the flip With- side, the Colorado Buffaloes are averaging over 400 yards a game. Uh, LaVisca Chenault's already got 200 yards receiving. Steven Montez has over 800 yards passing through two games, or three games, yeah. excuse me. Um, this is a team that's going to put up points. This is not going to be Michigan State. It's not. It's not. And that's that's exactly what I was thinking, you know, and, and what I mean when I say we'll find out a little bit more about this defense this week because, you know, yes, we held them to seven points, but they also held themselves to seven points in a way. Uh, they missed three field goals. They, you know, they had some costly drops that ended drives. Um, I mean, that that there were opportunities there for them to score more than seven points. We didn't dominate that game defensively, and this is a better offense. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know it's a Pac-12 offense, which in general, um, you know, is a fairly explosive offense and. Um, they have good playmakers. I mean, they're not just Chenault. Chenault's good, but I watched them play Nebraska, and you know they've got a couple other pretty good receivers. And Montez is a you know a four year starter basically. He started half the season as a freshman, and all the last two years. So it's it's a good team, and they'll they'll challenge this defense, and we'll see just how good they are. The Buffs have split their carries between Mangum and Fontenot. Both have three touchdowns. Both are averaging over four yards at a crack so far this season yeah um not for nothing chenault also has had nine uh officially considered carries including one touchdown to go with his 200 yards receiving and two receiving touchdowns um you know and they've got some other receivers out there who you have to watch out for nixon and brown both have double digit receptions and over 100 yards this season and brown's transfer i believe i can't remember from where but uh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're they got they got weapons, no doubt. Well, and Montez has spread the ball around. You know, the tight ends have thirteen catches between them, and he's really look. This is what you expect from an eighth year veteran who's been in the <laughs> league forever. Uh, it kind of feels that way. Yeah, yeah. 
But, you know, the flip side is the Buffalo's defense. I, I know they lost last week. They've had to play two overtime games with Nebraska, who they beat, and Air Force Academy, who they lost to. Right. But Colorado's forcing turnovers. They've got uh, – let me look here. I think they've got at least three interceptions. they got four interceptions on the year yeah. as a team. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not nothing at this point. They've got eight sacks already through three games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've shown vulnerability on defense. I mean, uh, you know, I think Colorado State put up 30-plus on them in the first game. Nebraska, you know, dominated that first half, and then the second half was a different story. And, and that's the interesting thing when you talk Colorado's offense is, you know, they were getting dominated by Nebraska through most of three quarters. And then all of a sudden, they got hot. And, and it was kind of the same story last week. I think they only had 10 points. And then they scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to send the game to overtime. So they've they've had lulls where they haven't been all that good. Um, but, you know, then they show you in spurts that they can be pretty tough to stop. And, and you know, they, they've uh, managed one comeback and nearly another in doing that. Uh, just to put a pin in your uh, – or to come full circle, rather, on your comment about Tony Brown, Texas Tech is where he Texas came Tech, from. okay, 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 yeah. Knew he was a transfer, couldn't remember where from. But uh, I mean, yeah, they're they're a better offense than what we've seen so far. Um, you know, we we've, we've played three offenses that you know, yeah, I mean, Sacramento State. I know they put up huge numbers in their first game, you know, against an NAIA team. But you know, it's it's not obviously a great offense against this level of competition. Neither Kent State and Michigan State isn't either. Um, you know, their their fans would probably say that that was a whole lot more offensive ineptitude than, uh, you know, our defense shutting them down. And it was probably a mix of both. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll find out, you know, this week and obviously in, you know, in three weeks we play Washington State, which is a you know, very good offense as always. Uh, we'll, we'll learn more about how good this defense is and if the offense is good enough to keep up, uh, you know, because – you know, what we had the last two games, 19 and 10 points, that's probably not going to be enough in this game. No, I I certainly wouldn't think so. The offensive line from all of the reporting I've seen is going to be the same. And uh, to believe Rob Likens, this is the line they want to have for the rest of the year, regardless of uh, – the health of Cade Cote or uh, yeah. the return of Zach Robertson, which I think we can just assume he's not coming back. I mean, it's probably the way we, I think the way the coaching staff is going forward and the way we as fans should probably go forward is just presume he's not going to be part of things. And if he ends up being okay, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, you know, best laid plans. You'd love to have the same offensive line for the next nine regular season games, but you know, as we've already dealt with, guys get hurt. Um, you know, so that's that sounds great and would be great if that comes to pass. But you know, it, it'll still be helpful if we do get Kate Cody back or Cote, however it's pronounced. I don't know. Um, uh, and and you know, if Robertson comes back, all the better. But probably not. Jaden Daniels has now gone three college games without. An interception. Yeah. He is not, by any stretch of the imagination, lighting the world on fire. He's 47 of 77 for 728 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 
He finally showed in the final drive of the Michigan State game some uh, some of that running ability without the slide at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which you know, I, I guess that I'm not going to you know uh, look at that as a bad thing at all, and I don't think you're saying it that way. Um, I mean, you know, he he is uh, not afraid to slide and protect himself, and that's not the worst thing in the world. But you have to know, you know, when you need that extra yard, um, and and he did. Uh, you know, he came up with some big runs. I mean, I think, I think in that game-winning drive, didn't we only have one pass completion, and that was the long ball to Ayuk, or was it, maybe there was one more? No, there, it was scrambles and designed, yeah, and designed yeah. runs, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously the the touchdown was a run, the first down on fourth and thirteen, and then the first down on second down. I think it was where he got to the one, second or third down. Yeah, I think that was uh, third and runs. five. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he, he uh, you know, we, we we didn't, you know, as as I said last week, and I did confuse. I was looking back. I confused the last two drives. I combined them. We didn't get the, the penalty call on the last drive. That was on the drive before. Um, but it was still a, a staggered drive. That you know, it wasn't a thing of beauty, but it ended up in the end zone, and that's all that really matters. Um, you know, he showed guts. Um, he really did. You know, he, he made plays. When they mattered most, which is what you want from a quarterback. Now the you know the next step in progression for him is to show that you know you you can start making plays more consistently for sixty minutes. It's great to have a quarterback have his best drive with two minutes to go, but you know you you, you can't live with that forever. You need you need a guy who can play well consistently, and he's not quite there yet, but certainly shows good signs. He he has a lot of poise. I just so you know, I did pull up our our one touchdown drive. And okay. the, the drive opened with a number of pass completions, uh, and then at the end it turned into runs. But the okay. the start of the drive was a five yarder uh, to Kyle Williams, a five yarder to Eno, the big okay. play to Ayuk, and then Iuk, a two yarder yes. to Ayuk, and then it was all incompletions, oh, penalties, and runs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I know we had. Uh... We had the, what should have been a touchdown pass. Darby should have caught that ball on, uh, was that second down there? Uh, yeah, inside second the and five, and it hit Darby yeah. in the face. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that should have been a touchdown pass, and then the whole drive is different. Of course, that also would have left them with more time, timeouts, and all of those things. So things would have been different. Who knows? But, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 like I said, he, he played well when it mattered. Um, you know, he made plays. And that's all you can really ask, you know. I mean, you, you, you know, in that situation, you kind of forget about, you know, how artistic it is or how great the stat line is. It's just, you know, can you get the ball down the field and get in the end zone? And he did. Uh, but obviously, I, you know, there's there's growth that still needs to happen for him, um, you know. And and I think it will. I mean, I have no reason to believe it won't. Uh, but he's got to be more consistent. Got to be more accurate. There's there's passes that are off the mark that just need to get better. I don't know if that's mechanics or, or trust in what he's doing. Um, but, you know, all in all, three games in, not too displeased by what we've seen from him. Matt, years ago you told me to enjoy the ride on our Pac-12 South title season. <laughs> I did. I did. The Sun Devils are 3-0. and Their next two are Colorado and then Cal. Mm-hmm. 
are we are we looking at another enjoy the ride type moment here? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, you, you never. I guess that's the that's the whole idea behind that, and I, I try to do that as a sports fan. It's tough sometimes not get ahead of yourself or or whatever, but you know, you just don't know. I, I mean, I, I look. I, I say that this team has got to get better in order to win the Pac-12 South, certainly offensively. Um, that kind of offensive performance, what we've seen the last two weeks especially, is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it this week. It's not going to cut it against Washington State, against Utah. You know, I mean, against teams that can score, uh, that's not going to work. It might cut it against Cal. Who knows? Cal's kind of a similar type of team. Um, but, you know, there's not going to be a lot of games where we can do that. So it's going to have to get better. And maybe so. I, I, you know, when you and I talked before the season, I kind of zeroed in on these upcoming two games. I thought we'd be two and one at this point, and thought, you know, okay, the season kind of swings from here, and it still kind of feels that way. I mean, I don't, you know, if we can, if we can split them and be four and one going into October and into that off week, there, that's not too bad. Um, obviously, the dream would be to win both. And, you know, be going to that Washington State game undefeated. That'd be even better. But, uh, you know, I, I think at this point, I would not be upset with 4-1 and one at the end of September. That's, that's you know, what I picked before the year, and I would still take it. All right, prediction time. I don't believe enough in the offense. So the uh, ESPN projection mm-hmm. is ASU – the consensus pick, whatever that means, is ASU by eight and a half, uh, and their projections based on their whatever metric is, is a ten point or so ASU victory. Wow! This, okay. The spread is ASU by seven and a half. I don't think it's going to be that far apart. I'm thinking, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of. 20 to 17 20 to who's your winner i'm gonna say asu but i don't know i'm gonna say ASU. yeah yeah i mean i i think i would pick colorado and i'm not doing that out of like you know know, uh, yeah i mean i'll admit i'm a superstitious fan and i've done stuff like you know but this to me it feels like one the, the defense isn't as good as they've looked i think they're good but I think they're going to face a better offense, and we're going to see that they've, they've got some flaws, and the offense still has flaws that we know. And, and I think, unfortunately, it's going to be one of those where the, the knock will be, oh, ASU got ranked, and then they couldn't live up to the billing. When in reality, I don't think we should be ranked. Like, I, I think, the, you know, I just don't. Um, I think you put that number by a team, and all of a sudden you think, like, well, that team's good. Eh, you know, I don't think this is a top 25 team right now. I just don't. Um, so I, I'm picking Colorado. I would say, uh, gosh, 24 to 14. Neither of us are just dripping with confidence in ASU's offense. No, I'm not, I mean, I haven't seen enough yet. I don't see how we can be. I mean, again, it was, it was great that they had that drive. And, and you, you, know, you say, enjoy the ride. That was, that was a moment to just enjoy and savor. But – it's only game three and, and there's nine more to go. And, and so you want to, you want to get better and hopefully they will, you know, maybe that was a, a turning point. Maybe we'll look back on that and say, that's when the offense found its confidence and, 
we'll go in this week and we'll, you know, we'll go out and run up 30 plus and be like, wow, you know, this team is, is growing right in front of our eyes. But until it happens, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to be super confident in. I mean, we're, we're 25% into the season and this is a team that uh, has what, five total touchdowns. So mm-hmm. that's not overly exciting <laughs> from that standpoint. No, we've only allowed three and that's great. Um, you know, and all you got to do is have more points at the end. Doesn't have to be beautiful. Doesn't have to be, you know, uh, super lovely. Um, you know, artistic. It's it's just you know score more than the other team, and I'll take it. But uh, it's you know I said it last week, and it was, but it's still it's not a sustainable formula in the Pac-12. Just not. You're gonna you're gonna play better offenses that will take advantage of the, the holes in the defense that were there last week. They, they were there. Michigan State didn't take advantage of them. Um, Colorado can, Washington State, Oregon, Arizona, USC. I mean, these are offenses that can score. Utah, uh, it's not you're not going to hold every team to seven points. When we were previewing the Michigan State game, I believe your statement was, this is a game where we could lose and feel a lot better about the program. <laughs> I did. I did say that. And I thought it was kind of going to be that way as the game was winding down. It ended up even better. I know you're picking us to lose to Colorado. Do you feel better about the program than you did after the Sacramento State game? Um, sure. I mean, I, I, yeah, I would say. I mean, you know, you go and you win a tough game on the road and, you know, when we talked on Saturday night, uh, you know, right after the game, we were kind of, you know, like openly wondering when was the last time we won a non-conference road game against a, a power five team. And I looked it up and it was, it was Colorado uh, when they were in the big 12. So it tells you how long ago it was 2006. We were still in college. So it's been a while. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you can't help but feel good about that win and feel, you know, better about just the overall state of things. I just, I think it, I don't want to say it was fool's gold completely. I think in the moment, it's a little bit fool. You know, you win this game and you think, oh, smooth sailing from here. Now we got, you know, little old Colorado and Cal, and we're going to be 5 and 0. Oh. Eh, I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon just yet. Like, you know, there's there's still work to be done on this offense to, to keep winning games. Before we go and take a look around the rest of college football in this week four, um, the other news out of. ASU football is the HBO show's official. We're going to get a week of uh, behind-the-scenes access that's going to start with talking uh, about Camp T and uh, move on from there. Apparently they did some filming at Camp T, but it's official now. It's going to be sometime in October, uh, the week of the Washington State game. Washington State, yeah, and then air the week after, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Wednesday or something, I think they said. So... For purposes of recruiting and attention, they're getting what they wanted out of the Herm Edwards experience. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no, no doubt about it. I mean, this is a this is a show that will serve the purpose of, you know, first and foremost, I'm sure from the program's perspective, agreeing to do this is for recruiting. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, fans like it and enjoy it and stuff like that. But you know, this is a you know an hour long way to get your your brand out there and show kids just how great it is to come to ASU and play for Herm, and hopefully it will serve that purpose. Uh, you know, I'm sure it will. Herm's, Herm's good in front of the camera. We saw that when he was on ESPN. We saw it when he was with the Jets. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, 
good with media. So, I mean, it'll be fun. You know, as a, as a fan, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff and, uh, you know, seeing how they portray it. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is you want it to, you want it to look good to, you know, 16, 17 year olds, um, you know, stuff like that can't hurt. Well, you're going to have, I predict you'll see two former NFL head coaches. You'll see a lot of a Super Bowl winner in Antonio Pierce. You will yes. get, yes. you will get more than, one reference to Mawai being in the Hall of Fame and or the number of Hall of Famers that Herm Edwards has coached. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm certain you're probably right about all of that. Yeah, I mean, it'll, you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be the Herm Edwards show in a way, and, and that's okay. I mean, look, that's, that's what you want from your head coach. You want him to, you know, uh, I'm sure all these, all these, I mean, the four teams that are on there is what, Florida, Penn State, is it Washington State is the yeah. other one? And yeah, I mean, so you know, you know, Leach is going to be a star on that. You know, they're going to love him. He had uh, the you know, he had the Pac-12 viral moment of this week. He did he with did. the which mascot, uh, which mascot right would win the mascot fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a character, and and you know, James Franklin is certainly a a, a bold, in-your-face kind of guy. So is Dan Mullen. I mean, they're you know, look, every coach that agreed to do this is doing it to, you know, enhance their program and their, and their brand. Um, and I'm sure Herb is, is going to do that too. And, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch. I, I don't know if I'll watch all four, but I'll certainly watch the one with ASU and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be good, uh, you know, for the program overall. But, you know, as a, as a fan, I'm sure it'll be fun just to kind of see the behind the scenes. As you said, when, when I texted you about it, you know, HBO always does well with stuff like this. It's always, it's always entertaining if you're, a football junkie like I am, you know, I, I enjoyed Hard Knocks this year. I know a lot of people said, you know, Hard Knocks is boring. I had fun watching it. I mean, you know, it, it's it's good behind the scenes. If you like football, that's what it is. I agree. I think it's going to be really well done because that's what HBO does with these limited series documentaries for sports. The, the boxing does, ones yeah. are good when they used to yeah. have boxing. The football ones the are good. 24-7s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's look around the 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 Pac-12 South game of biggest note is Utah going into USC. It yeah, is tomorrow the, night. It is the Utes conference opener. USC, Jekyll and hiding as a team. Yeah, and yeah. I guess that's what yeah. the Clay Helton era does. <laughs> it, it has been, yeah, yeah. Seems like, uh, you know, for every time there's a uh, – uh, you know, a step forward, there's a, a step backward, and that was, you know, that was disappointing last week. Uh, you know, again, not a USC fan, but I, I, you know, I always kind of followed them, and, you know, I was like, well, okay, can they handle success? And then, no. <laughs> then to go lose that game, said no. Yeah, yeah. And yet, uh, Utah's had a disturbing knack of losing games like this. So I'm, I'm curious for them. Uh, it was, I believe it was two years ago, I think, um, that they had, I mean, they basically, the Pac-12 South felt like it was theirs. And they went to USC and got got beat soundly and ended up not winning the division. Now, they did break through and win it last year, um, you know, and so maybe they're over that hump. But it's like, you know, okay, if, if Utah, you know, there are t- people who, you know, think Utah's a playoff contender. If they are, this is a week to show it. You know, go in and, and beat a team that's uh, got a freshman quarterback. You've got a really good defense. 
Um, you know, the fan base is ready to turn on that team and that coaching staff, uh, you know. So, if you, you know, you go in there, do it. Uh, similar, you know, in a way, not exactly, but similar to what, you know, you know, what I feel about ASU. If ASU is really as good as the top 25 team should be, it's a game you win this week because, you know, you can handle success. You, you, you know, you go on a big game and you can win another one. For Utah, they're at the point of like, okay, can you string together wins? Can you win these road games and prove you're the class of the division? Uh, let's go chronologically on big games around the NCAA this weekend. Uh, in the early time slot, Michigan at Wisconsin, two top 15 teams. The Badgers are favored by three and a half. It's at Camp Randall. Look, I, I was all aboard the Michigan train in the off season. I personally am a little yeah. surprised that Wisconsin, uh, is favored in this game. I, I know that, you know, they're at home, but sure. Well, and they, I mean, not that they played very tough competition, but they've obviously been really good in the two games they played. And, and Michigan, you know, struggled with Army and really didn't play that well against Middle Tennessee State the first week. Uh, you know, this is this is one of those weeks for Michigan. Like, if, if the offense is gonna is gonna come alive and and is gonna be you know hard to deal with, this is a week to show it. You're playing a good defense. You're on the road. You know, you you, you know. We've heard all offseason how good this offense was going to be, and I bought, I bought in, you bought in. Uh, show me. Because so far, the results haven't been that great. So, you know, go out there. I'm not saying they got to go out and score 40 points. Probably don't need to, you know, but, but you know, move the ball, score touchdowns, uh, avoid turnovers, and, and win this game. If you're a championship team, you do it. I don't know that I believe in them, though. Yeah. and From what I've seen so far, at least. Yeah, and can their defense stop Wisconsin's run game on right. the road at Camp right. Randall? Right, you know, so it'll, it'll, that's an interesting game. Um, I would, I would bet on Wisconsin. I just think, you know, just, I just am not loving what I've seen from Michigan so far. They won the Army game, and I'm not using that against them. I mean, because all you got to do is go back to last year when a, a team, you know, at home had to go to OT to beat Army, and they ended up in the playoff, and they had the Heisman Trophy winner. So. That's not, you know, a death knell, but just so far, not overly impressed by what I've seen. The, the gulf between Ohio State and the rest of that division seems wider than I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Penn State hasn't looked all that impressive. Michigan State, as we saw, uh, and, and Michigan, you know, Maryland, everybody was, you know, slobbering all over Maryland, but then they lose, you know, and <laughs> score, you know, 15 points or whatever against Temple. Uh, so it just it feels like Ohio State and everybody else right now in that division. In the mid-afternoon time slot, some fun SEC action in the CBS big game. Auburn at yeah. Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Um, yeah, that's a that's an important game. Um, you know, I mean, kind of underrated given the attention on some others, but uh, a definite big game. I'm just excited for a year where Auburn is good. Because that always leads to fun in the SEC East. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, you know, now that oh, I'm, I'm sorry, about SEC this, West. SEC, SEC West. West. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now that I'm thinking about this, this is a rematch of the game we were at last year when yeah. uh, Texas A&M had the game in hand for most of it. Certainly seemed like they were going to cruise to victory late in the fourth. And all of a sudden, Auburn came storming back and won. And yeah, uh, and you know now they get the the return game at, at Kyle Field, um, so you know yeah that'll be a fun game. I mean there's there's more attention on the the nightcap on CBS being Notre Dame Georgia, but uh, 
that'll definitely be fun and, and, a, and a big game. I mean, you know, Auburn obviously had the big, you know, win over Oregon. A&M didn't look all that great against Clemson. Uh, I mean, they, they, were, they weren't blown out, but it didn't feel like they had any chance to win. Um, you know, Clemson kind of just controlled everything against them. And so, um, you know, obviously A&M's schedule so tough. This feels like a must for them. If they're going to make noise, because, I mean, they still play Alabama, they still play Georgia, they still play LSU. Uh, and so if they're gonna if they're gonna make noise and win you know nine plus games. You, you got to win this one at home against Auburn, even though Auburn's good. Like you, you know, this is a must for them. I agree. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can return the favor as you know Auburn took it at, from them at home late. Oh yeah, our um, game. Yeah, yeah, a game that that A and M outplayed them for the better part of you know fifty four fifty five minutes, and then all of a sudden. Auburn found something and, and scored two touchdowns. And I, I remember, you know, we walked out of that stadium thinking, how did that happen? Uh, you know, that, that was, that was a game that the winning team was not the better team, but that happens sometimes. Then in the, uh, in the evening, Georgia hosting the Irish. And I was stunned by this. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Georgia is favored by more than two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot. And yet, you know, so what? It's, it, what is it, 15? 14 and a half. Exactly I mean, it's, 14 it's, and a half. So, I mean, it, you know, if they win the game 31-14, is that a surprise? I don't think so. Something like that. I mean, you know, you look at that number and that number seems so big. But I, I think they're better than Notre Dame. I think by a by a convincing margin. I mean, I think you know, I think Georgia to win the title. I think you did. You pick Georgia to go to the playoff at least. I can't remember. Uh, I did not. Take you did Georgia. not. Okay, okay. I couldn't. I mean, uh, you know, I had I had Georgia going. You know, winning the SEC and going all the way, and um, I haven't seen anything to, to dissuade me yet. No, they haven't played anybody of note. I mean, they won at Vandy, which is a you know a conference road game. Nothing to sneeze at, and they won convincingly. Since then, it's been, you know, beaten up on on you know, little sisters of the poor in the last two weeks. So, um, you know, we'll 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 see uh, how they do this week. But that running game of theirs is so good, great offensive line, and a, just a stable of running backs. I mean, uh, you know, Swift, Harrion, Zamir White, you know, tore his ACL last year. He's he's back and looks great. James Cook, Dalvin's brother. Uh, I mean, it's just it, it's just like guy after guy after guy after guy that they recruited at running back, uh, and and I, the Notre Dame defense has not looked great against the run in their first two games. It seems like a bad matchup there. Matt, we have had through the first two hundred and twenty episodes of our little podcast six thousand two hundred and twenty-seven plays as of our recording okay. now. All right, twenty. People, in theory, or bots, or you know, fake people, <laughs> uh, listened to the Michigan State recap. Okay, uh, including fourteen in the first twenty-four hours. Fifteen in the hey, first twenty-four. There hours. we go. There so, we go. to you people, whoever you are, yeah, Mrs. Story, somebody who accidentally was trying to click on something else, right? Thank you. For what you yeah, think. exactly. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we have a great time doing it. I, I always enjoy it, and certainly this is this is among the best times of the year. Although we have some fun with you know our March Madness picks and our 
draft preview and all that good stuff, uh, football season is is the best. It's when we started this, I believe, before football season, mm-hmm. what, three years ago? Yeah. When we started doing this, um, 2016 season, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we started doing it long before that. We, we just weren't recording it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's always a good time, and, and uh, we love it. We do, and we'll be back to talk about whatever happens in the Colorado game. Matt could be right. I could be right. It could be... Uh, Hopefully you. Yeah. I'm hoping you. It, it could be a crazy type of season, or it could be exactly how we thought other than the Michigan State game. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.